You're listening to Journey to Truth Podcast. Welcome to Journey to Truth Podcast. Uh, my name is Tyler Koala with Aaron Kuhn, and tonight we have Joseph Irwin with Cosmic Embassy. Uh, Joseph, I've been following his research for a couple months now. It's, I'm still fairly new to his work, but I love some of the stuff that he's turned up, and I'm super, Aaron and I are both super excited to have him on. Uh, he's done some fascinating research on a lot of stuff that some people haven't touched on. So uh, let's just get started with it. Uh, how's it going, Joseph? You want to tell us a little bit about how you came into sure. doing all this? Sure, sure. Hey, everybody. This is Joseph Irwin with the Cosmic Embassy. And I've been just on an incredible journey the last eight years. And just to like super summarize it, I had this crazy powerful awakening in november 2010 like out of nowhere i was living really unconsciously i uh, was kind of like pessimistic very much in the like logical kind of like when you die like it goes black like there's nothing beyond life like i was in that kind of mentality which is unbelievable now but that's where i was at and then i started researching like ufos and extraterrestrials and I got just really interested in the subject and then um, the first one I found was Billy Meyer who is a claim to be a Pleiadian contactee and um, I wasn't quite sure if I believed him but it was just it was just really fascinating like he claimed to be picked up in a spaceship and have all these contacts with these Pleiadian people and it really intrigued me so I kept looking into the subject and then um, maybe like a month or two later I found just randomly on YouTube this guy named Alae 777, A-L-A-J-E 777. Highly recommend anybody who's listening to this to go and find Alae. And I found this guy's videos, and he claims to be a Pleiadian from the Pleiadian star system. And he has his consciousness split into two. Um, One is in a spaceship above the Earth, and one is here in body. And I was listening to this just as a complete novice. I'd never heard of New Age or I've never heard of really extraterrestrials and in, in the concept of them already communicating to us. It was all very, very new to me. And I found this guy's videos on YouTube and it just completely blew my mind, like completely opened my heart and like everything. Like I literally, I can't express to you enough how much it changed my life. Like I, 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 I cried. I bawled my eyes out for two days straight watching this guy's videos. I watched all of them. There was like 13 at the time. Now there's like 20 something. I cried my eyes out for two days straight. Like literally, I, I said I'd never eat meat again. Never, I'd never cut my hair again. I haven't. I shaved my head right before that. And I haven't cut it since then. 
And, um, like my roommate was like, what is up with you, man? Like, I was like, you can have all my meat in the fridge. You can like, I'm not smoking anymore. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not playing video games anymore. Like I, I literally, my whole previous life, I just like threw in the garbage can and like a month later, like I, I left my dog, my job and my girlfriend and I went and moved into a Tibetan Buddhist temple and monastery and like, like literally like night and day, like. I became obsessed with crystals. I had no interest in crystals before this, just out of nowhere. And and then I really dived into um, kind of like, I guess you'd say the new age movement and extraterrestrials and also law of attraction. And, and um, right off the bat, I found uh, Abraham Hicks, which I don't know if are you guys nice. familiar with Abraham Hicks at oh, all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was a part of my awakening as well. Yeah. Early on. Yeah, so I found it was so crazy, like, in in the way, like, I hear other people's stories, and how um, it took them, like, this, it was, like, this long process of awakening, and it's really interesting for me, because mine was, like, dude, I was hit by, like, a freight train, like, it was just, like, <laughs> bam, like, like, one day I was yeah. living totally unconscious, the next day I'm, like, awake, and I'm, like, meditating, and I'm, like, covering myself in crystals, and, like, projecting myself outside the body, dude, I felt like, I felt like I was timed like it was like like it was just like the exact right timing and I like came out of the shell or something. It you almost sounds I mean? it amazing. almost sounds like you were activated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, major major activation. And it felt and and I got and I want to say this I think this is really beautiful. I, it felt I got the definite sense that like I was waking up because of the powerful momentum that other humans and our collective on earth had put forward, you know, for years or even decades. I think back to like the light workers of, you know, like the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and, and leading up to 2000, like all these people who were dedicated and, and meditating and already knew there was ascended masters and, and beings of the universe. And they were really, bringing forth this momentum and it was like just all of a sudden I just caught that wave that they were they were building and it was just like bam like the light turned on and hasn't turned off and the last eight years has just been a crazy crazy journey of unfolding yeah you just you just hit that point in your soul contract you're like all right here's the next check check this one off the list yeah 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 so yeah so I found um Pretty, pretty immediately, like, and, and, and now I'm really familiar with law of attraction and universal mechanics, and that's something we'll go into if you guys want to, but um, oh, yeah. I, I, I knew that now, like, in retrospect, I know that my vibration, like, the song of my being, if you will, it changed so dramatically that, like, everything I was doing and even the people I was hanging out with, the job I had, like, everything that I was doing before that moment like became irrelevant and it was like oil and water like it like wouldn't stick on me anymore like i left everything <laughs> because yeah. it was just completely irrelevant you know it just didn't matter to you anymore at all yeah right? yeah yeah i'm sure that resonates with you guys too yeah, yeah. mine was nowhere near that extreme or that yeah like, mine either. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah drawn out a little bit more i can definitely relate to that like things that used to matter so much to me just stop mattering and I stopped caring totally so much BS that I used to care about. And I started, uh, my, my, um, 
desire for truth and for for love uh, started outweighing my desire to fit in or to be accepted. Mm. Basically, that mm. was a big yeah, great, great observation, great point. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's why I would you know a lot of the stuff I started getting into. I'm like, man, if I start talking about this, people are gonna think I'm weird or crazy, or mm-hmm. they're not gonna get it. Um, you just have to go friends. all in. Just go yeah, then it didn't there. matter anymore. I just stopped caring. I'm like, I I just don't care anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I used to be a hardcore Christian. Actually, I grew up in a in a Christian family, and yeah, I, I, did I was. Well. Did you nice? Um, yeah. yeah, I grew up Baptist actually. And West Westboro Baptist. Not not that kind. <laughs> we weren't extremely racist. Nowhere near that. But but it was still like you know conservative, whatever. Um, definitely anything new age was was pretty much shunned. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly. Or possibly demonic. You know. I got I <laughs> I kind of had those beliefs. Kind of like totally. Yeah. I wasn't. A, I wasn't allowed to watch Scooby Doo. That, that's some <laughs> really. Day- that's some demon stuff right there. Yeah. There's this, uh, <laughs> this movie, uh, there's this movie called Christine about a car that would kill people. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, no. Anyway, it just, it, it just like came to life and drove around and ran people over or whatever. And, uh, I just thought it was as cool as a kid, but I was not allowed to watch that either. You know, it's just some. it's just funny that we all had this one thing we weren't allowed to watch. <laughs> Scooby Doo, that's a little extreme, but hey, what was your awakening? They, they, so kind of fitting. Yeah, they ended up softening up, and yeah, and, and I know that you know the contrast in our life is is essential for our expansion, and you know because I had like a really strict upbringing, like in the beginning, that led me to like swing towards like just being totally wild and like you know lawless. And like then not believing in and not having faith in anything. And then after I had kind of soaked in that for years, then I went and had my own like genuine, like personal spiritual awakening, which is that's how it was supposed to happen for me, you know, because then I knew nobody was telling me like, oh, you should believe this or believe that. Like once I knew yeah. some things, I, I, I could never look back, you know, because it was just so it, it was crazy. Like, I guess the best way I can say it is. Like, I, I went my whole life, like, being kind of skeptical, like, even of the church and, you know, mm. skeptical of what I was being taught from school and skeptical of what I was being taught by my parents. And then when I had that awakening, like, I I knew it was, I knew it was true. It, I think it was maybe the first thing in my entire life that I knew for sure was true when I listened to a lie. And it was... You just have this incre- inner knowing. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that was an incredible feeling like to go for your whole life not really knowing anything and then being like oh this is for sure true of course of course the universe is full of life of yeah. course there's intelligent beings who are already here and are watching everything and they're just like blown of course like it it just like all clicked into place um but yeah right after that i i found abraham hicks because i shifted my vibration so much that i started to magnetize and attract different people and places and things i moved into this tibetan buddhist monastery and i was before i went to the tibetan buddhist place i was walking through barnes and noble if anybody still knows what that is (laughs) and (laughs) and, um (laughs) i was walking through barnes and noble and this has never happened before or since and this book like fell off the shelf like i i had to get it and it was called atlantis rising 
and it's by this woman patricia Corey. and it was just so seemingly random but now i know nothing's random but so this book like fell off the shelf and i got it and i started reading it it's all it's like uh, these six dimensional beings from the Sirius star system channeled through this woman patricia Corey, like talking about like in great great detail like all the different cycles of humanity and like atlantis and like the rise and fall of atlantis and its different cycles and i was starting to get like vivid memories of like my experience there and i was just like so overwhelmed by it and then i found uh abraham hicks like i said and i brought all the i brought these teachings with me to the tibetan buddhist place and and then i was like soaking in their energy for six months and so that was the beginning of my awakening. The only thing I really kept with me over all these years was Abraham Hicks because it, it felt like just gold. Like it felt like oh, this yeah. wisdom. He's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it felt like this wisdom that was like lasting. Like, uh, you know, so many, so many things that I hear are just like, it, you know, it may be relevant for the moment. Um, but I, but I'm really, I'm really into like the, the lasting, the golden knowledge, you know, that stuff that, is going to apply like throughout time and space, you know, I want, I want to learn. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. I want to learn that stuff that like I can go off into another solar system and it's still applicable. (laughs) Exactly. um, So let's jump ahead a little bit to some of the, your, uh, I guess some of your more recent research or where this has taken you. Sure. Um, So I've, I've been watching, uh, watching a couple of your videos recently you, you kind of touched into the Tom DeLong thing and how that ties in with with all the I guess the UFO movement or, or the sure. awakening movement disclosure movement whatever however you want to yes. say it um uh yeah that Tom DeLong thing's super interesting it's, yeah 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 I, it's... I, I'd love to hear you give a little input input on that Sure. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Um, and I, I became excited about Tom DeLonge. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, Tom DeLonge is the former lead singer of Blink-182, which is a world-famous band. You've probably at least heard one of their songs, like, oh, the small thing, you know? It's not like, yeah, yeah, it's not my favorite <laughs> band or anything, but I recognized him. And I knew who he was from my upbringing, watching MTV and all that. And I was stunned that he was, you know, out here uh, uh, aligning himself with all these people from the Department of Defense, the CIA and aerospace design companies and saying all the stuff I was hearing from Corey Good and William Tompkins. And I, I, I was following David Wilcock for years. He's one of the ones I found pretty, pretty swiftly after my awakening. I got his Dang. first book, yep. David he Wilcock. He was one of my first uh... <laughs> people I found on YouTube and I just, I watched every video I could find on YouTube of David. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a big part for this whole movement. And because I was following David, then I, I found Corey pretty much immediately. Like before he was even gone public, I was on the chat rooms with Corey and now I've met him in real life multiple times and I consider him a, a, a close friend and it's just incredible to see how it all unfolds but so i've been like super 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 fascinated with Corey good and david wilcock and william tompkins in particular and yeah and and like i've really dug my claws into it and and i know the whole story about this massive secret space program 
And so when Tom DeLonge, this really mainstream recognized public figure came forward and put out a book called Secret Machines Chasing Shadows, I was like, oh my God, I have to read this book. And uh, just like a couple months ago, I was, I was flabbergasted that nobody had made a video about it yet and nobody had really connected it to everything else that was going on. And I think that's what like really lit a fire under my butt to like make something really good because nobody had done it. And I, I like doing stuff that nobody's done yet and kind of filling in those, those disclosure cracks, if you will, connecting the dots. And so here's what you need to know. Tom DeLong's working with people in the Department of Defense, CIA, aerospace design companies. He's created an organization called To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. Their public goal is literally to create space travel technology for the public. They did like a crowdfunding campaign to have the public actually pitch in on spaceship technology. And he's got all these legitimate people quote unquote, from, you know, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, which is a legendary aerospace design company. And that's like the secret, that's like the super secret segment of it. Like the yeah. head of Lockheed Martin, this guy, yeah. Steve Justice, he retired yeah, after like 40 years and joined Tom DeLong, And that blew my mind. So I have a question. You don't think that um, the con con Tom DeLong Two Stars Academy is an attempted, uh, controlled narrative on the disclosure maybe maybe focusing more on soft disclosure yeah uh, um i i do i do i do actually believe that it is a, a limited disclosure narrative and that's why i'm not putting all my cards behind them however uh and i'm glad you asked that question because i think it's really important to hear this especially people who are familiar with the whole subject of you know like full disclosure and limited disclosure basically the military industrial complex are part of them the smart ones know the cats out of the bag and so they're trying to control the narrative as much as they can mm -hmm. and in doing that they're going to give out information but they're also going to give out just what they deem is necessary and there's good and bad to this and i'm using the good for our movement of full disclosure because I think it's really important and I think it's a really powerful tool for us to use. And, you know, I know more than most people that it is a limited disclosure narrative because I've analyzed those books left and right. I've probably read them more than almost anybody. I've read them back and forth, literally took notes on like every single page. Um, and here's wow. what I can tell you. Wow. Here's what I can tell you. There's some propaganda in that book, no doubt about it. But here's what else I can tell you. This is the most mainstream disclosure that has ever come forward. Backed oh, by agree. some of the most legitimate people, like like super respected people, for, like Steve Justice and Dr. Hal Putoff, and I could go on and on and on. Um, so these are some serious people that are coming out and talking about this stuff. And, and it would be wise for us to listen. I'm not saying we should believe everything they're saying you know uh, take it for a grain of salt um but for me for me i guess here's what i would want to say for me when i put together the testimony of Corey good the testimony of william tompkins the testimony of emory smith and i add in tom DeLong and what he's doing it creates this unshakable foundation for the fact that this is true 
that at the very least, at the very least, there's massive, extremely advanced projects that are existing right now and have for decades. Like in Tom DeLonge's book, let me just give you a couple uh, bullet points of some of the major disclosures from his books because it's stunning. It's really stunning stuff. Um, so he talks about the Germans, the, the Nazis in World War II, creating anti-gravity craft in underground bases throughout occupied Europe. William Tompkins and Corey Good talk about the exact same thing. That, he talks I'm, about. Yep. I'm actually surprised ahead. that that was in his book. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I haven't read the books, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, that I mean, I'm surprised to hear that that he put that in there. Uh, that's totally. It's stunning. One of the accounts in the first book is this character named Jersey, and it's this narrative of a Polish Jew who's there when the Nazis invade, and he basically gets taken into an underground base in Poland where they're creating anti-gravity craft. And then when the Germans are defeated in Poland, this character escapes Poland and uh, basically escapes to America where he joins the U.S. Navy and then he gets taken with the U.S. Navy because of the knowledge that he has, because he's already seen the German craft in these underground bases in Poland. The U.S. Navy recognizes his value, and they bring him with them down to Argentina, where they raid a Nazi base in Argentina. And then the Nazis escape in the story. The Nazis escape from Argentina, and they go to Antarctica. And then this character goes with Admiral Byrd on Admiral Byrd's expedition to Antarctica, and they literally attack a Nazi base in Antarctica. All of this is in Tom DeLonge's book. Wow. Wow. No idea. It's, it's, yeah. it's stunning. It's yeah, stunning. Now, now I understand why you're able to tie all that together. Um, that's, 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 that's a perfect example of why you need to do your due diligence when you're researching because I had not read those books, and this is giving me a whole new perspective on how it all ties together. I guess the red flag for me with Tom DeLong, what kind of turned me away from it was he was enlisted to help the Hillary campaign. If she got uh, if she got elected, he was going to basically help her bring forward the UFO issue. Totally. Then I, start, then I started thinking, well, why just Hillary? Why why would it matter who the president was? Like, so then I'm. You know why? Why wouldn't he help Trump bring it forward? So, totally. so then I started thinking. Well, maybe this there's a controlled narrative. They they don't want the full secret getting out. They just want to keep it limited, and that's kind of why we haven't heard a whole lot from Two to Stars Academy since. Yep. Since well, that, totally. has been elected. Exactly, but that doesn't mean that you should um, write off the whole thing. That's and that's exactly. The, that's the error well, a lot of people make. It's exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It probably is a, a limited hangout, partial disclosure thing, but at least the vast majority, I think, of the information is is true and is legit. So totally. Exactly. It's like he said, don't go all in with it. Yeah. No, but you totally. shouldn't do that anyway. I mean, you should use discernment with everything anyway. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. it shouldn't matter. It just don't stop at the information they're giving you because you know i think a lot of people a lot of people will do that they'll be like oh okay so this is what there is and that's it um totally it's it's amazing but you know they'll they'll stop there but but a lot of people won't at the same time totally and then then it's like they're planting the seeds that get a lot of people looking into maybe they'll find Corey good or william Tompkins or david wilcock and then they'll 
perfect gateway drug to Corey Good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I didn't buy into any of it, but it was just one of the things I noticed, you know. But yeah, but yeah I do think that they were kind of using him as the, the, the figurehead for the organization totally. to, to put out, to kind of steer, because they, they kind of saw, like, all right, disclosures happening we can't stop that but we we're gonna try to steer it to where we want it to go and totally kind of slowly and and it's like okay that's fine but you know people like us we're gonna keep pushing for full disclosure and totally you know, cats out we'll, of the we'll bag use, yeah we'll use what they're giving and then we'll we'll just expand on it and go from well, there so. speaking of uh secret space programs or this technology um i gotta ask you joseph um you had recently posted that you had a phone call with Dr. Michael Sala. And yes. I was wondering if you could nice. elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So, um, Michael Sala, I've got a lot of respect for him and I have met him a couple times and I, I kind of knew I was going to work with him in one way or another eventually. Um, but I think it's really William Tompkins that brought us together because we're both really passionate about William Tompkins' story. Um, for me, I, I knew intuitively Corey Good was telling the truth the whole time. That's why I was so captivated. Like intuitively, I knew. Absolutely, it, me too. Yeah, me yes. But it wasn't until William Tompkins came out that my logical brain also started to accept that it was totally real. And so then I have my logic, my left and my right brain saying, this is totally real. This is like the most important subject on the entire planet. There's nothing else you could be doing that's more important than this right now. Amen. And that didn't, yeah. That didn't start until William Tompkins came out and I really analyzed everything he said. Because I was, I was blown away when I heard William Tompkins, just from the fact that I 100 million percent knew that he was legitimate, A, and B, it came it like fits key in a lock with everything Corey good has said and furthermore he came out after Corey good and they had no coordination together no he had never and, heard of Corey good yeah and to yeah. me that's that's really really revealing and um just listening to william tompkins talk is is fascinating in itself there's so much wisdom there and you just know you just know this is just so sincere what he's telling totally yeah, and also just the fact that it's you know this 94 year old guy yeah. <laughs> that was that was in the navy way long ago and was in these projects um well, his, his credentials his background supports his, everything exactly with his credentials it's like why would why would he come out at the, at his old age and start making up a bunch of stuff with there's no motivation for him yeah. to do that you know like yeah it, does, it doesn't make any sense unless what he's saying is just the truth yeah and, and furthermore he claims that he is that the navy is is vouching for him and condoning that he was coming forward uh, which is really fascinating he didn't just go rogue like he was literally asking like is this okay can i say this and they're saying yeah it's time like he said that his navy league uh, contact because he was the head of the Navy League in Medford, Oregon for like a long time. So he's super, super ingrained in these projects. And he said recently that before he passed, he said that they, they told him like, tell your whole story. Like, don't leave really? anything out. Go for it. And it's a great story. 
Um, yeah. So, so what so is getting, what's this? Uh, getting back to Salah. Yeah, getting back to Salah really quick. Um, so Salah, I've met him a couple times, and I every time I met him, I was just really passionate about William Tompkins and saying I really want to make you know like some bite-sized versions of that, which I'm working on right now. Bite-sized disclosure, William Tompkins. And he was super for the idea, and we floated the idea of working with XO News um, more than a year ago. And then recently, I met him in Washington, D.C. for the Disclosure Fest on 11-11. And at that time, I talked to him about William Tompkins again, and I was asking him about uh, his second book. Because Tompkins was planning on writing three whole books, and he only got one out before he died, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But... But um, Dr. Wood, who was a colleague of him, they both worked at Douglas Aircraft Company. Um, Dr. Wood and his son have been finishing the second book, basically. And so that's what I was specifically calling Dr. Sala about, is I really want to help Dr. Wood uh, complete the second book or create videos about the second book or I just really wanted to help in any way I could to get the message of William Tompkins out because to me, it is the most airtight testimony that has ever come out and it is the most revealing and expansive and it completely corroborates everything Corey Good saying, everything Emery Smith is saying by extension and it mm-hmm. kind of fills in all of the limited disclosure gaps from Tom DeLong's work. Um, and it's pretty stunning how it fits in with Tom DeLong's work. Um, but then also they both, they both have different aspects that the other doesn't have, which is why I'm really passionate about putting the whole picture forward. Um, so anyway, I was talking to Salah and I was like, yo, you should let me help. Um, Dr. Wood get me in touch with them. And he's like, yeah, I think they have enough help right now, but I would love it if you would help me with XO news. Um, so basically I'm becoming a contributor for XO news. I'm writing an article and doing some videos for him right now. And so, yeah, you guys will be seeing that, um, going forward. Um, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. Um, so really quick, I want to tell you guys, cause some of your listeners might not hear this anywhere else. I want to tell you, uh, some more of the disclosures from Tom DeLong's book and kind of how it all relates. Um, so one of the things that blew my mind was actually in the second book, how much they start to talk in detail about extraterrestrials. So we have this account of the Nazis going to Germany, uh, going to Antarctica, um, yada, yada, yada. We've heard all that from William Tompkins, which is incredible. Um, but some of the other stuff that's in the book is, um, the United States government or parts of it having super advanced flying craft. Some of them are consciousness controlled, like no joystick, no nothing, like fully tapped into your consciousness. This is in yep. Tom DeLong's book. And they talk about um, Possum Plant, which is a secret base in Nevada. And they call it the Possum Plant because possums are really good at playing dead. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, so they talk in detail about these secret facilities that create advanced aerospace um, craft and just a ton of secret technology in Nevada, which we've heard from many people, Area 51, Papoos Lake, etc. Um, and then we also talk about, um, I was really stunned how much they actually started talking about extraterrestrials because I thought he was going to leave it really vanilla and kind of generic. 
but they actually went into great detail. They talk about how there's positive and negative extraterrestrials. One of the most stunning parts of the second book, which is called Secret Machines of Fire Within, is this account from 1947. And keep in mind, at the beginning of these books, they say, and he says in no, uns un no uncertain terms, that this is a fictionalized version of real events, meaning they took real things that happened and they just kind of jumbled it up a bit so that they could tell people without breaking security clearances. Mm. And one of the accounts is from 1947 in Argentina, a member of the newly created CIA, because before 1947, it was called the National Intelligence Authority. And in 1947, they created the Central Intelligence Agency, which everyone knows today. Anyway, so a member of this newly minted CIA goes down to Argentina is chasing a Nazi who was hiding down there. And they, he finds him. He waits for him in his hotel room. He waits for the Nazi in his hotel room. And then he basically captures him and says, hey, you're going to go with me and you're going to work for the U.S. military or I'm going to kill you like right here and right now. Like those are your options. And he says, you know, we know that you we, he says basically we know that you guys are brilliant and for all your brilliance with rockets and jets we know that you didn't create all this technology on your own and he slides him a picture of the roswell crash and said is this one of yours which i thought was stunning because i'd never heard anything anywhere suggesting that the roswell crash was actually related to the nazis oh, and I hadn't yeah, heard that either, no. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard it anywhere until Tom DeLong's book, but it, it does fit in with everything else we've heard. And here's the really stunning part is he says, We know for all of your skill that you had that you had help. Like there's no way basically you developed this all on your own. No. And I want and he says, I want to tell you that you're not the only one getting help. And I think you'll find that our respective helpers don't like each other very much that's almost a direct quote that i'm just taking out of memory um and it's really stunning because what he's saying is this cia guy in 1947 is interrogating this nazi and is saying hey we have help from extraterrestrials and we know you have help from extraterrestrials and i want you to know that our extraterrestrials don't like each other and that fits in like that fits, that fits in, like, in perfectly perfectly actually. with william Tompkins, who said the Navy was and the U.S. intelligence was working with certain extraterrestrials, you know, like you could say the Nordics or whatever. The and then the Nazis, the Nazis were working with reptilians. And, and in the book, it, 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 it alludes to them working with reptilians. It doesn't say it does. It says everything but that. And it also alludes right. to insectoid beings, like really, really, really strong, like over and over and over again. They reference insectoid, um, swarm. They say the word swarm like probably 500 times in that book, how all the negative extraterrestrials are this hive mind type of swarm type of entities. And they talk about um, these like supranational organizations that are creating their own secret space program. And they're like influencing politics and um, just super powerful, infinite money. Like they talk about all this in Tom DeLonge's book, and it's it's really really stunning stuff. The last thing I want to say before you guys jump in, because I want to let you guys talk, is um, at the end of the first book. Get this. This is one of the things that has really stuck with me. At the very end of the first book, 
the CIA guy, one of the CIA guy takes one of the main characters who's this pilot who flies these unconventional craft. They take him down to this underground base. They put him on a railway tram, an underground railway tram. And he goes to this secret location and he sits down at a table with this CIA guy. And the CIA guy basically says, the Greek gods were real. They were extraterrestrials. We have some of their technology, and they never left. Wow. wow. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've heard that from, from numerous accounts, you know, you know all, the, all the Greek gods and any of, the, any of the gods from our history were extraterrestrials. And I think if you do your research, and you'll, figure, you'll come to that conclusion as well. Totally. Oh, yeah. So it's crazy to hear that from Tom DeLong and these, and by extension, these like super credentialed sources, you know, he's working with people like that are fresh out of the DOD and Lockheed Martin. And it's just, it, to me, it, yeah. it's really irresponsible to just throw everything Tom DeLong's doing in the trash. And that's actually one oh, of the yeah. few things, it's actually one of the, to be honest, it's one of the few things that Corey and David Wilcock have done in the last couple of years that really pissed me off. When they yeah. basically told all their followers, like, ah, Tom DeLong is is trash. Like, it's it's just a de propaganda deception. Like, don't even look at it. Yeah. And I was, like, kind of incensed by that because, yeah, you should use discernment. But by doing that, A, they're not allowing people to look into this information or they're actually discouraging them. And B, um, they're actually, in, 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 in a way, they're actually de not delegitimizing themselves, but they're... They're removing uh, another leg of a tripod, if you will, that makes their story stand up. Because I'm using this stuff to legitimize Corey Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were thinking of it as a threat, but I'm here to tell you it's not a threat. It actually is a huge boon to the disclosure movement because they're they're trying to well, keep control this narrative, but they can't control it. The more information they put out in that legitimate exactly. kind of way... Exactly. It, it, the cat's out of the bag, man. We won. Full disclosure is here. It's just a matter of time. Exactly. And, they're, you know, they're right in one sense that it, it is a partial disclosure um, push. But, you know, don't don't uh, discourage people from from looking into it or supporting it, because anytime there's you see a partial disclosure kind of push going on. Yeah. Like you said, just use it to legitimize the other <laughs> other people and the other the full disclosure movements and say, look, here's uh, sources from the CIA and the DOD and these these high level uh, backing to this. Look what they're saying and then uh, relate that to what Corey Good and William Tompkins are saying. And then you can kind of like try to, you know, make use sense it. of it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you can be like, all right, it does appear to be a controlled partial disclosure. So, yeah be aware be of cautious that. for sure yeah be cautious sure. because they, sure. may, they very well will be saying some things that are not true um there yeah. is some propaganda having exactly. said all that there but is some propaganda don't throw the baby don't throw the baby out with the bathwater is essentially <laughs> yeah. what, what it is yeah exactly um, yeah. well one of the things uh i was uh i'm thinking about right now as you guys are talking maybe the reason that that cory and david and whoever else uh, saw him as a threat might not have been because of Tom DeLong, but it might have been the, the, the picture that no one was seeing, the behind-the-scenes 
the behind the scenes picture that was controlling Tom DeLong, maybe they know something about that that we don't. Totally. That, that you you know what I mean? Yeah, it, totally. There could be something going yeah. on that because it, it, it and is that's, the deep and that's state. why you really need to use your discernment because yeah, there could be some shady. Stuff there is some shady too, stuff. Right? Let let me say this though. I, I I'll just say this really plain and clear. This is the deep state. Yeah. This is the deep state who's backing Tom DeLonge. But, and this is Correct. a big but, if this is what the deep state is saying, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine how far along this disclosure path we already are? If this is what the controlled narrative is saying, they're saying extra reels are real, they're all throughout our history. Yeah. You know, in the, be- the beginning of the second book, they literally say that language, like language on Earth came from extraterrestrials. Like language itself wow. was seeded from extraterrestrial. This is from the deep state through and what, time. And what does it tell <laughs> you about how how desperate the deep state is right now? If they they have to, they feel like they have no other choice than they to, have to give so much away. Yeah, than to put out all this crazy hidden truth totally. out there just just because they feel like they have no other choice to do that to to control to try to control the narrative and to contain it a little bit because they know they know it's coming they know they can't stop disclosure so they're doing all these last ditch efforts um they're like well it's happening so we need to do everything we can to control the narrative as much as possible and to uh contain it into this partial disclosure that we want that will hopefully keep us in power still you know we're not because they still don't want to release all the free energy and all the the stuff that'll that'll make their control system obsolete. Well, that's what, uh, that's what Emory Smith, uh, talks about. He said, they don't care if we talk about ETs and UFOs. We can do that all day long. That's old news. It's when you start getting into the free energy, energy. the stuff that's that's really going to start to make them lose control, you know? Yeah. That's what they're terrified about because their whole control system is based on scarcity and money and, and all these structures that you're not supposed to know that free energy exists. You're not supposed to know that we don't need all that stuff. And totally. that we could have access to all those amazing technology that we that's being kept from us. Because exactly. as soon as Here people find out about that, they're going to demand it. Because why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't we, Here we go, you guys, know about it? I'm, I'm going to give you the smoking gun and then we should talk about it, okay? I've I've got uh, Tom DeLonge's second book in front of me, Secret Machines of Fire Within, Tom DeLonge, A.J. Hartley, and I've, I've turned to page 546. If anybody wants to know more about this, watch my YouTube channel, Cosmic Embassy, hashtag Cosmic Embassy. But here you go. This is what you need to hear. This is the definitive proof that Tom DeLonge is a limited hangout disclosure propaganda. And basically, they are trying to cover up crimes that happened in the past. I'm just going to read this and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So here's the setup. Um, one of the characters is being interrogated in the book and she basically, she got abducted by fake aliens before she got abducted by humans that were pretending to be aliens and they did a genetic experiment. Yeah. My God did a genetic experimentation on her. And the guy who's interrogating her is asking, you know, who are these people that did this genetic experimentation on you? And she says, I don't know. But like, I don't think they, I don't think they like go by national borders. So I'm going to read this to you. 
So nationality, she says, in spite of herself, Tamika actually laughed. You think that matters, she said. And the interrogator says, do I think the United States should pay attention to guarding its sovereign soil from foreign incursions? Yes, he said mockingly, don't you? And she says, I think you have no idea what you're up against, she said. But do you, he said? No, she admitted, not really. But I'm pretty sure they don't define themselves by lines on a map. Meaning, he said, not all our enemies think of themselves as nation states. And, and that's all true. That's really good disclosure. But, but get this. Ah, he said, recovering his wry amusement. This is some leftist screed against global capitalism and corporate power. I should have expected as much. Isn't it strange how selective you people are with your conspiracy theory busting? Is the government also dousing its populace with chemtrails and operating a child sex operation out of a basement of a DC pizza parlor? No and way. Then, and, wow. Yeah, dude. And then, she, and then she says, don't be absurd. Like, all that's crazy. And then he says, but you expect me to believe in your tales of multinational conspiracies? And then she says, false logic, Tamika shot back. Doubting one piece of received wisdom that everyone else accepts as true doesn't mean you doubt everything you're told. So don't lump me in with the crazies. I have, I have come to believe in some things most people would think are nuts. Doesn't mean I think the earth is flat or that climate change is a hoax perpetrated by the Chinese. So you're a selective skeptic, best kind. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But dude, when I read that page, I almost cringed to death because I was like, I was like, why did you do it, Tom? Why? Why did, why did you do it? Like, this is so clearly like some heavy propaganda. So just yeah. to break that down a little bit, like ah, they're, yeah. they're putting, yeah, they're putting forth like some good information. Like, okay, these, these people don't, uh, you know, they don't define themselves by lines on a map. They don't think of themselves as nation states. That's totally true. But mm. then they say like, Ah, this is all crazy. Is the government dousing its population with chemtrails and operating a child sex operation out of a basement of a P DC pizza parlor? And she says, well, don't yeah. be absurd. And the thing that's really crazy about this for maybe someone who's listening and doesn't really know is that Tom DeLonge has direct ties to John Podesta. And John Podesta's emails getting hacked by WikiLeaks was the whole reason the Pizzagate scandal got started. Because he was saying all this super, super sketchy stuff. And I'm not even going to say, you know, Pizzagate is real or it's not real. I'm not going to get involved in that because I'm staying neutral on everything that I can. Because I'm just bringing forth the disclosure information. But I will say this. I've read every single WikiLeaks email, especially ones that were related to uh, John Podesta and Tom DeLonge. And the, the emails that came out from John Podesta are extremely, extremely suspicious and oh, really, yeah. really sketchy. And, and he talks Tom, in, the, in the code, uh, like yeah. he uses all the code words. Totally. And, and yeah. like if he wasn't talking in code, like so much of the things he said make no sense at all. Yeah. Do you think I'd, and, have, do you think I'd have better luck playing dominoes on cheese or on pasta? Was one of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Put that like, isn't that how what does Trump that make any sense outside of that? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, we shouldn't get into Pizzagate, but I just want to say that um, this is obvious. Like, it doesn't make sense with the rest of the book at all. And this is obviously a cover up for John Podesta. 
Like it's it's obviously Tom DeLong covering for John Podesta. And you have to ask yeah. yourself why. Why would he feel a need to do that? You know what I mean? Just, and if you go ahead. Yeah. Well just just to either save his ass or to because that's part of the that's part of the program that he's been given. Like, yeah. hey, you can do you can do this, but you know, you can't control talk. the narrative. Yeah, exactly. 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 And, and, and then it's like bringing up this, and it's so crazy because like a lot of people would think everything Tom DeLong is saying is crazy or a conspiracy or blah, 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 blah. And then he's making a whole nother layer of like, oh, those people are conspiracy theorists. Like, don't listen to them. That's crazy. You know? Um, so, I mean, that, that little portion right there to me is the smoking gun because it literally is saying you know what I mean? We want to tell you about some advanced technology, but not all of it. We want to tell you about some extraterrestrial, but not all of them. But we also want to cover up potential crimes that happened in the past. And that's like, that's literally exactly what Corey Good said that they were trying to do, that they were trying to avoid being persecuted. Corey Good basically mm -hmm. said, for those who aren't familiar, he said that these guys are trying to create a limited disclosure narrative wherein uh, a lot of these people who've committed crimes against humanity, they're going to escape justice because they're either going to get away or the narrative will be controlled or by the time it all comes out, they'll be so old that they died. And exactly. that's, that's exactly, why they're wanting, um, exactly what they're setting up with this book. Like, exactly. So anyway, that's all I got yeah, to say. Yeah, so it, so it just corroborates um, Corey Good. Yeah, because it's exactly what, he's, what he said they were trying to do. Totally. Yeah. So, so in that sense, I totally understand why he would steer people away from the books. But having said that, everything I said before still stands. It, it, it just it really does corroborate and bring more legitimacy in my mind to William Tompkins and Corey Good and, and Emery and all of them. And it's an important piece of the puzzle. You know, we we don't we're not going to get full disclosure by just looking at the pieces that we want to look at. You know, we got to look at everything. Exactly. exactly. All exactly. aspects of it. And uh in all aspects of it and even like you said the time to long stuff uh you were talking about earlier about you couldn't believe all the stuff was in the book and that is all great information even if it's just planting a seed into the subconscious or just opening introducing you to something you may have never thought of like that's all crucial to anyone but like uh, i think jace put it last week like intro awakening stuff like it, it's good stuff to to really start to mm -hmm. trigger something in you to lead you down that path. Um, yeah, we talked about totally. uh, Stephen Greer kind of the same way. Um, yeah, it. Greer's Greer's interesting. I, I actually met him uh, I, after DC Disclosure Fest. I went and stayed with Justin Deschamps, the uh, founder of Stillness in the Storm. Love Justin. I went and stayed at his. I went and stayed at his house for like a week. I was like. I nice. hit him up and I was like, I was like, bro, after Disclosure Fest, I'm just going to come stay with you. I'm just going to come stay at your house. And he's like, all right, sounds good. And so <laughs> that was a that was a really nice. good time. And we, we actually, be, believe it or not, like, get this, Justin Deschamps and I are hanging out. Just like no plan whatsoever. We're just hanging out and we're like, yo, let's go get some coffee. And so we drive to his favorite local coffee shop, like literally right down the street from Justin's house and we walk into the coffee shop and Stephen Greer is there. What? He's, in, he's in the coffee shop ordering no coffee. Way. Like we literally just walked right <laughs> up to him. 
<laughs> it was so divine timing. It was incredible. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, we had a conversation. It was actually really funny, though, because he didn't know who we were. He didn't know, you know, the kind of circles we're in. So we it was it almost felt like we were undercover because if he know if he knew who we oh, were yeah. and and kind of the information that we're putting forward, you know, he might not have been so friendly to us. Yeah. Um, but he was he was friendly. He was a really interesting guy. I was I've always been kind of sketched out by his energy. Um, he kind of reminds me of a reptilian, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like everything he's doing for the most part. Um, yeah, I look the at stuff him the same way. Of, I think he's I think he whether he's in on it purposefully or he's being kind of used. I still haven't fully made up my mind yet. But either way, I think he's he's. Uh, Kind of pushing this partial disclosure thing, mm-hmm. and and just I mean just the fact alone that he he yeah let's talk about that for a second and and a here's a huge what... red flag he also, yeah. he also says and he also said in his latest interview they said I'd rather have the secrecy continue yeah which is Did he really about. yeah you didn't hear that like he he was no. talking about if they're gonna start bringing forward the narrative that there's a possibility of negative ETs then he would rather have the secrecy continue. Wow, well, that says it all right there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this actually brings me perfectly into one of the other things I want to talk about, though, which is uh, the fractal universe. So this is really important for anybody who may listen to this. Um, one of the things that I've really focused in on, and this is really powerful, is is how can I determine if something's true without anybody else and without any evidence even? And it's because the universe is a fractal. And if you're not familiar, whoever's listening, if you're not familiar with the term fractal, you really need to learn it because it's uh, it's like the key that unlocks the universe. A fractal is a pattern that repeats uh, infinitely larger and infinitely smaller. And the reason we focus on fractals is because the universe is a fractal. It's an infinitely repeating pattern. And what that means is if we're observing the patterns all around us, in front of us, in our daily life, in our body, in our society we're actually able to determine um, a lot of the really, really huge things that are going on in the universe because everything's a reflection of everything else. So by observing my body and how my body operates, then I can start to observe actually how the universe operates. And so the reason I bring this up when I'm talking about Stephen Greer is just feel into this. How do I know? I know for certain that there are negative extraterrestrials. And how do I know that? Because I observe nature. And in nature, there are predatory beings and there's non-predatory beings. And to one one creature, uh, another creature may be negative, but to another creature, that creature may be essential for life. And so in that sense, you know, negative is just relative. But are there predatory beings in the universe? Yes, absolutely. Of course there are. Are most, are most of the beings in the universe negative and predatory? No. In nature, you know, most of the creatures are not predatory, but they are part of the whole uh, symbiotic cycle of life and death. So um, that's when I started to hear about, you know, reptilian beings in space, I wasn't looking at other people's evidence. I wasn't looking at what other people said. I was looking inside myself and saying, all right, so these people say, there's reptilian predatory type beings in space. That really actually makes sense with my own internal discernment and understanding of the universe. 
because I know there's predatory beings in nature on the planet. And it makes sense that everything that's occurring here on the planet, there is an infinite extension out into the universe. And that also is one of the best things I can tell anybody about extraterrestrials is if you want to understand extraterrestrials, just understand that at the very least, there is an infinite extension of every single archetype, every single pattern of plant, of animal, of reptile, of uh, jellyfish, of vertebrate, invertebrate, mammal, of every single thing you see on this planet, there exists an infinite extension out into space. So I could literally name off anything, anything on this planet, and I guarantee you that somewhere in the universe there exists a super advanced version. So it might sound funny, but I can say, you know, there's super advanced space pandas flying around in spaceships. There's super advanced space giraffes. You know, there's super advanced space uh, squids. There's super advanced space koalas. There's super advanced space uh, lizards. Of course, there's super advanced space monkey people. There's super advanced. All of them, uh, yeah. Yeah, all of them. Space fish, space, you know, everything. Yeah. And well, so. It does sound I, crazy to some. It does sound crazy to someone who hasn't heard this at all, honestly. But, but um, and when you when you listen to whistleblowers and insiders come forward, and certain people have experiences with different beings, and they describe these beings, and you know, you get the, the ant people, the elephant, like, and it's the same thing. An ant, well, you and you have the the uh, intelligent version, and an elephant, you know, same thing. And if if you buy into any one of those stories, you got to start thinking about the bigger picture, like you said. And it does sound far out there, but we, you just have to, you have to really start uh, corroborating everything, like you said. And it does start to make sense. Totally. Uh, that's why when I heard Emery Smith saying, "Hey, man, I've dissected thousands of different specimens yeah. of every different kind of extraterrestrial you could imagine." You know, to someone who's never heard this before, they'd be like, that's insane. But someone like me who knows beyond any doubt, there's not a single doubt in my mind that the universe is a fractal. And therefore, like I just said, every pattern that exists on the earth, at the very least, there must be an infinite extension, infinite extension of those out in the cosmos. So when I heard Emery Smith say that, I was like, yeah, of course, that makes perfect sense. It makes totally jives with my understanding. And that's what's beautiful about it's about all this and you've mentioned this earlier is that it's how everything ties together like there's truth behind it because everything just lines up perfectly yeah if, if you're if you're researching and following the right people totally if, you know if it, uh i think and that's when you say you just if you're just guided by your intuition that's the key that's the yeah, key totally. to, to key to really understanding what's true yeah, using your your intuition and and your inner knowing, um, and then and then supplement that with the uh, testimony of all these different people, and you'll start to just get the truth. You know, you'll it falls start, into your lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get the full picture of the truth. You'll start getting it, and um, without even really trying, because you're using your own discernment and your own intuition and you'll start to just hear the truth and you just know it, you know, as soon as you hear it and then, and then you can even go and logically look at all the, the evidence that's out there and then all the testimony that all lines up. Um, you know, it's like, okay, Corey Good said this and then William Tompkins came out and said the same thing 
And then this person came out and said the same thing. And this person came out or this person said the same thing 30 years ago before the internet was even really a thing. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and yeah. And then David Wilcock was saying, okay, when I first uh, was like interviewing Corey good and getting his story, he was saying all these things that all these different insiders have told me that this information was not out there. So there's no, there's no other explanation of how he could know this other than that he himself was an insider. Totally. Totally. All right. There's one more thing I really want to throw in here that kind of will bring it all together. At least one more thing. And it's this concept that, um, the vibration is steadily rising and kind of bringing in the concept, uh, David Wilcock brought forward, about how uh, the entire solar system is increasing its vibration. It's not just the Earth that's heating up. The entire solar system is dynamically changing. And there's, there's evidence from mainstream sources that all the planets in our solar system are going through a massive dynamic change. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because everything is connected. Light is information. And as we're moving into this area of the galaxy where it's way more charged with light, i.e. information, we're literally receiving more information. And everything is in these macro cycles and seasons. There's uh, Seasons is a fractal concept, meaning, you know, on every tiny little speck of you, like down to your smallest cell, there's seasons that are occurring. And then in the biggest portions of the universe, there's seasons that are occurring. It's this kind of tilt that allows for contrast and different things to occur at different times. And the reason this is important, uh, the reason this is important is because there are these macro seasons that occur that are so big that uh, it's hard for us to even understand with our limited understanding of our history. But now we're beginning to reconnect with all that. And so we're beginning to grasp this again. It's really important to understand. Like, for example, there's these long, long seasons like, like, what if all of human history occurred within, all of known human history occurred within a long winter, and we're just now coming into a cosmic spring, and there's literally no precedent in our history. There's no, you know, our grandma, our grandpa, like nobody in our genetic memory, well, not our genetic memory, but nobody in our direct memory could tell us what's coming, because we're in the... All we've known is that one season, yeah. Yes, yes, because it's such big seasons. Mm-hmm. And and the thing I want to tie in here that not many people will say, maybe nobody will say, is that this is directly related to how we're entering the information age. Like, just think back, not that long ago, like, most people were completely illiterate. Like, books were only for the noble people and the church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the common people didn't even know how to read those funny symbols on the page. Like, think about that. Now it's more common than not that you can read a book. It's actually weird if you're illiterate now. Just think about that. Like, uh, not too long ago, the books were hidden in the temples and for the aristocrats. And then what happened? The Gutenberg Press came out. That was one of those big jumps. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, people could print books. Books are circulating all all over the place. They're they're copying them, and people are reading more and more information. And then we'll fast forward, and then we've got the telephone lines. And then all of a sudden, people can call each other all around the world and spread information like instantaneously with the phone. And then fast forward, now you got 
uh, rudimentary uh, internet in the 90s and then the early 2000s and people are you know on dial-up connection and they're they're talking to each other instantly all around the world even though it's slow and now fast forward to 2019 what's going on man we can i can stream 4k like to japan like 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 thousands of times greater information now than even a couple years ago and the reason i'm bringing this up is twofold one I want to say that this whole movement into this information age, this whole movement into the internet and technology, it's not something that's separate from nature and it's not something that we need to be afraid of. Like it's literally a movement that is a result. It is, an, it is a symptom of where we're going in this macro season. It is a symptom of where we're going in the galaxy. It's just like in the springtime, what happens, the ground starts to warm up, more light starts to come in, all the mycelial networks and the mushrooms start to connect all the roots throughout the forest, and all this information starts to exchange. It's exactly what's happening on the planet right now. And so I like to give it that really holistic view of everything that's occurring. What's happening in the most simple way? Well, information is increasing, light is increasing, the speed at which information is being shared is massively increasing. And the last thing I want to say here is, where does this go next? What is the next jump after this? And I would say that it has to be a massive transportation revolution. And uh, to it say has it, to be, yes. Yeah, to, mm -hmm. to say it shortly, uh, it, it's galactic humanity. We have like the next extension of, of, of the internet is galactic humanity, meaning you can travel all throughout the solar system at first and then all throughout the galaxy and beyond because that is the next uh network to be fleshed out yeah we're becoming a galactic civilization finally well how well, are we again. gonna how are we gonna do that with fossil fuels the interesting thing about the uh the whole like you said the transportation thing the fossil fuels we've got to get over that and i, I was doing some research Came across the abiotic oil theory. Have you either of you heard of this? Maybe is not. That, is that the one where they didn't come from dinosaurs? Yeah, it's, it's just it's essentially saying that crude oil is the is the result of a naturally occurring and ongoing geological process, as opposed yes. to being. Oh yeah, yeah. As opposed and to so, being. And so it's not limited at all. And all yeah. all of the propaganda is about one thing: lack. Lack, 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 lack. There's not enough time. There's not enough space. There's not enough food. There's not enough energy. Yeah, and that's part of that's part of the whole like they've been pushing lack, scarcity, and fear has been has been the the control narrative that they've been pushing for you know all of our known history basically all the control the control structures and governments. Yeah, there's scientists. There's scientists saying that this could possibly be the second most abundant source of liquid on the planet next to water. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not joking. Wow. It, that's part of the lie. They want us to think that it's yeah. scarce. They want us to think it's really scarce and they, they it'll run never, out eventually. They could never use up. They, they couldn't possibly use it all up because it's, it's naturally occurring. It's so it's not a problem. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is we don't even, we don't even need that. We don't even need. It no, exactly. We don't even need it with the technology that we actually have. It, that's no, yeah, exactly. But but we're not going to get past that if we're being lied to, you know. And we are. Totally. Yeah, we, we know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes right now. But 
but to try and explain it to someone who isn't isn't uh, aware of this is it's really difficult. Oh yeah, it's 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 getting easier and easier because of the work it that we're doing getting... and the momentum that we're yeah, pushing for it. So this is a perfect time to tie in um, where we started with, which was with Law of Attraction and Abraham Hicks. Just uh, bear with me for one moment. Um, so the thing that's really special about Abraham Hicks and the true teachings of Law of Attraction, I'm not talking the secret and, you know, like, you know, focus and you get a million dollars. It's true. You can focus and get whatever you want. But um, the secret and a lot of the teachings on Law of Attraction have been uh, sanitized and they and they took non-physical energy out of it. And this is really I don't want to say unfortunate, but it's robbed a lot of people of the true understanding of law of attraction. And I'll correct that really quick because it's really important. And it has to do with what we were talking about, how um, control is all about lack. So here's the thing I need to say, first and foremost, that's left out of almost all teachings on law of attraction, that um, you... All right, so we have all these senses, right? Like your eyes are interpreting the light around you. Your ears are interpreting the sound of my voice or whatever else is going on wherever you're at. Your tongue is interpreting the vibration of whatever you ate last or just whatever um, is in your mouth. Your uh, skin is interpreting maybe the temperature and the moisture in the room. And so we have all these senses that are interpreting vibration. Science knows that everything is vibration. And so our senses are these interpreters of vibration. It's how we translate these vibrations into something that we can make sense of, right? And so one of the things that almost nobody knows yet, and this is something I've become obsessed with, and I'm so grateful because it makes everything else make sense, is that we have other senses too. And the one I'm going to talk about right now is what I call the sixth sense, and it's your emotions. Your emotions are not some random thing. Your emotions are your guidance system. Your emotions are telling you right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Every second of every day, your emotions are telling you how much energy you're allowing into your body based on what you're focusing on and how you're focusing on it and how that focus jives with the source of your consciousness, basically. And the source of your consciousness is infinite intelligence. The source of your consciousness is pure love. It's pure inspiration. It's pure well-being. It's pure abundance. And anytime you're thinking and focusing in that direction, you're going to feel positive emotion. And all positive emotion is, is your sixth sense literally telling you that you are in harmony. You are in resonance with the source of your consciousness. And this is huge when you really start to understand it because you realize that I'm not a victim of anybody else. Nothing outside of me is controlling my emotion. Everything that's happening to me is as a result of my focus. And not only that, I have this guidance system in real time, like a GPS telling me right now, 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 how in alignment I am with the source of my consciousness. And that's telling me basically how swiftly and directly I'm heading towards that which is wanted for me. And this is huge. And the reason I bring this up to tie it all together is because when people are feeling negative emotion, what they're feeling is lack. They're feeling literally resistance. And they say that people who understand electrical engineering know more about the universe than almost anyone. And it's because it's an electric universe, at least for the most part. And your consciousness is very similar 
So if you have resistance in a wire, for example, like an electrical wire, if you have resistance, it creates heat energy. And that heat energy will destroy the wire. That's exactly what's happening with humans. They get resistance and it starts to destroy their body. This is where all sickness comes from. This is where all anything that we call negative comes from resistance, period, end of story. It's really, really, really simple. And anything that we call as positive or something that good that happened to you or when you have like that incredible timing, when you talk to that right person at the right time who says the right thing at the right moment and it leads you to meeting that right person, when everything synchronizes like that, that is your evidence that you are directly tied in to the source of your consciousness. Synchronicity is a natural result of tying into the source of infinite intelligence that is behind the window of your eyes. And the reason this whole concept of lack is so important to understand and start to step away from is because they know this, the controllers know this, the reptilians, whatever you want to call them, it's not just reptiles. There's many, many different uh, ones that wish to control. And that's okay, because that's part of our collective growth. It's part of the contrast that helps us to decide that we don't want to be controlled, we want to be sovereign, etc. But what they use is that understanding. They understand emotions. And that's why all the media and all the movies and all the music is trying to get you in a low vibration, is trying to get you in a feeling of lack. Because they know that when you're cut off from the source of your consciousness, you're really easy to control. And this is one of the most important things that we can focus on. Yeah. Uh, that was beautiful and very well said. Thank you. No, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's all about abundance. And if you just, and, and here's the other thing is there are these fractal concepts so if I can tell, if I could give you some just golden, golden wisdom, one of them is that your emotions are not some random thing. They are your guidance system. Not only pay attention to them, but understand it's all a result of your focus. If you're focusing in a direction that feels good, that means you're focusing in the direction of the source of your consciousness. If you're focusing in a direction that does not feel good, it means you're so focusing in a direction that your source simply is not going to focus on, and therefore you're losing that energy from that connectedness with your source. And the other fractal concept that's really important to understand is, well, first off, law of attraction is gravity. We've all been taught about gravity our whole life. Gravity and the law of attraction are the same thing. And I've not heard anybody else talk about this yet, and I can't wait to make a video about it. Gravity and law of attraction, gravity and law of attraction are the same exact thing. Gravity is matter attracts matter. Law of attraction is that which is like to itself attracts. And therefore the earth is the most matter around us and so where the our physical matter is mostly attracted to the earth and but the thing is it, it also applies to our thoughts all right so that's law of attraction that's one of the fractal mechanics really important to understand another one is this concept of momentum this is so 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 key momentum so when you first start pushing a car it's really hard to push, right? It's like really fucking heavy. And then as you keep pushing it, it gets easier and easier and easier to push that car. And then if you start keep pushing it at a certain point, it's like you're hardly even pushing the car. It's just rolling, right? Mm -hmm. That concept applies to everything. It applies to your thoughts. This is the reason that momentum, momentum is the reason that some people are able to achieve everything they've ever wanted. And some people struggle with it. 
it's because uh, there's resistance. It's like some people are trying to go, 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 but they have the brakes on. And some people completely let go of the brakes. They have no resistance and they just go, go, go. And they're rebuilding the momentum. So momentum is one of the operative words in the universe. You can allow momentum to build in any direction with your focus. And understanding this is understanding infinite power. And the last thing I'll say is Abraham talks about how after 68 seconds, as few as 68 seconds of pure thought on one subject, you will have built enough momentum to manifest that subject in the next 24 hours. And this is so powerful because you realize, like, this is why our culture is shifting our focus all the time. Like, oh, commercial, oh, commercial, oh, commercial. Like, everybody's so, like, uh, focused on little things like here, there, here, there, here, there, here, there, here, there. Everyone's attention span is so short these days. Totally. Totally. And it's because humans have literally infinite potential for creation. We have the power that creates worlds behind our fingertips if only we know how to harness it and momentum and allowing or a lack of resistance is how we do it. So this is the most exciting time to be alive ever. And I am so, so excited to be focused on the secret space program and universal mechanics, all these things that are like gold that are applying everywhere. And I'm so grateful to be able to bring this perspective forward um, and bring more momentum to these subjects into our collective. And furthermore, I love everything you two are doing. And I'm so excited to help you guys in any way I can going forward to uh, expand your message and also just, you know, help the collective start to understand these really, really big concepts. Because this is literally the bridge into galactic humanity. That's what we are being right now. Uh, I agree. I agree 100%. And we thank you for coming on and spreading your word and uh, bringing up these topics. Your research dives into stuff in a way that no one else looks into it. And if anyone's listening, there's a lot to gain from what you said. Uh, I learned a lot tonight. I'm sure Aaron did too. And I'm excited to see what you have coming up in the future uh, with Mike Sala and everything you have going uh, keep it up and yeah, yes. thanks for coming on. Yes, 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 yes. I love you guys so much. And uh, for anyone listening, check out the Cosmic Embassy on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Also, we go to festivals and events all around the world. And we set up a tea house called the Cosmic Embassy. And we talk about all this stuff and we make music in this direction, intuitive music in this direction. It's a really, really special time. So, if you ever get a chance, anyone listening, to attend a Cosmic Embassy at a festival or an event, I highly recommend it. It's a life-changing experience. Check out the Cosmic Embassy. Yeah, check it out, everybody. All right. Uh, yes. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, thanks, thanks, Joseph. Uh, we'll definitely yes. have to do this again sometime. Definitely. All right. Uh, see you guys next time. Yes. Thank you, Joseph, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yes. It's been beautiful. Yes, love you guys. Until we meet again.
Well, here's here's the thing I want to say to you guys. Just a, a little message to you guys is that this is the most important subject matter on the planet right now. And as oh, yeah. you continue to go forward and build momentum in this direction, this is literally historic, you guys. And I and I really wanna I really wanna express that to you and really get that in your mind. Like this is historic, and you guys. Anybody who's creating a platform for this kind of information, this shit is literally going to be in the history books of the future. So ha don't oh, have yeah. any doubt. Don't have any doubt in your mind that this will be listened to. This will be listened to by extraterrestrials. This will be listened to <laughs> by people like a thousand years in the future as a historical document. Like this is going to be listened to in so many different ways and places and methods. And so I just want to say that because that's how I've been going forward with my videos. And, and it actually is really good for your momentum. It's like, I don't even care if anybody watches it right this moment. Because I know in the long term, like if I'm putting out gold, like it's gold. Like it's going to, exactly. it's lasting. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's, a, that's fantastic. And thanks for the compliment. Yeah, because yeah, thank you so much. We uh, we definitely have the, have similar goals as, as far as getting the information out there. Uh, I just, it's a passion and I, I want something I've been wanting to do for a long time and there's not many podcasts really doing this right now. So it's kind of totally a little different, you know, totally. So, so anyway, yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, totally. Yeah. I'm excited to do more with you guys. Yeah, yeah definitely. We're, we're excited. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's yeah, amazing. It, yeah, I want to encourage you guys to just keep going forward and and have that confidence of the the thing that the reason momentum is so such such a operative and key thing to understand is you guys you guys can achieve literally anything like anything all you have to do is not doubt it and just allow the momentum to grow like just keep putting stuff out keep putting stuff out keep putting stuff out keep putting stuff out be easy about it have fun about it because that means you're you don't have resistance if you're feeling good getting that, yeah getting you're the, feeling fun uh, that means the state. energy's flowing yeah exactly dude next time we do this i'll tell you guys about my story from the last two years it's it's pretty incredible like i, I left everything in florida I, I just uh -huh. left everything in Florida and went to Eclipse of Disclosure. Like I left my. I was, I was at Eclipse of Disclosure, by the way. I wonder if we met I there. I probably saw no, each we, other. We, we, I, we probably saw each other, but um, I remember seeing one of your YouTube videos you uploaded. I think you were still in Mount Shasta when you recorded it, actually. Yeah. Um, well, the thing about this is we can have you on and all the guests on again and again because that's how podcasts work. You know, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically and I'll, I'll flesh it out whenever we talk again. But just to give you guys a teaser, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I went out to Eclipse of Disclosure with like a $100 to my name, like wow. nothing. And at really? that point, I didn't have a camera. I didn't have anything. I just knew I, I, I just knew this is all I wanted to do, man. And so I just completely surrendered to the universe. And I got a plane ticket and I went to Eclipse of Disclosure. And after Eclipse of Disclosure, I had no plan. I didn't go back to Florida. I literally stayed there. Like everybody left. The, everyone left the event and I was alone. I was alone in that little town by myself. Like no fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> and I was just completely surrendered, like threw my hands up to the universe saying like, guide me, guide me. And I started like meeting up with random people that I'd never met at coffee shops and getting them to 
take me places and it ended up with me meeting like these epic people just totally surrendered and my life is just completely blown up since then i have like everything i want and like everything's flushed out and now i'm making all these videos and i've got a really nice camera and I've, i want for nothing and it's all because i completely completely surrendered wow. to the universe and yeah. just trusted that i was on the right path and yeah the universe just kept confirming that's definitely gonna have to be repeated that's a great story and people need to hear stuff like that because that's the stuff that's... i might have to include that in the podcast because i'm still recording by the way <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the real I, might have to, I might have to splice that in there you need, well then splice in <laughs> splice in the part when he said that we're making history too oh yeah yeah <laughs> That's yeah, it, yeah, it's just uh, spli- splice it in like uh, it's a teaser for the next one because then people are gonna be like, oh shit, that. I want to hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'll be the promo video for the next one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great because that's that's the real stories that people can relate to. That that's that's the stuff that motivates people hearing stuff like that. Totally, yeah. that's the that's that personal stuff. Like exactly, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but but I knew I was on the right path. And so, and I knew law of attraction was real. So I completely surrendered and the universe kept bringing me more and more signs and more and more people. And like, just came and tell you like synchronicity after synchronicity, after synchronicity, leading to more and more opportunities, leading to this incredible, stable, abundant state that I'm in right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, it is. Um, And, and, and meeting all these people that were just like, like they were just people on the internet not long ago, you know, like Michael yeah. Sala and Corey Good and David Wilcock and all these people were just people on the internet. And now like I know them personally. I've met them multiple multiple Isn't times. That... They they know me by name and face and like all yeah. of this happened because I just completely surrendered and was like, This is all I wanna do. This is all that matters to me. Like I'm just I, I have no logical plan, like there's no logic to what I'm doing, yeah. but I know, I know that's, it's the right path. So I'm just going to surrender and just walk down it. No yeah. logic is the secret to the universe. Yep. Exactly. All right, I'm going to go. I love you guys. Love, okay. you. Love, love you, man. Thank you so much. Yes, on. smooches. We'll talk soon.